0: Welcome to the Standard Issue Podcast. I am Muna Zabairi, your anchor and host. I hope everyone is doing absolutely amazing. I just want to say thank you for feedback and messages on the last episode. Um, Truly appreciate all your messages and really glad to hear that you all enjoyed our conversation on Valentine's Day. Speaking of which, how was your Valentine's Day? I hope it went well. I hope you were able to reconnect with your loved ones and reaffirm your love for them. Also want to give a quick shout out to my friends that, you know, showed up for me to record that episode. Thank you so much. People really, really enjoyed our banter and they want you guys to come back. So get ready. <laughs> All right, let's jump right in. Today we're talking about frenemies. Mm, I know. <laughs> we, I had mentioned it in a previous episode where I said friends that don't support you are not your friends. And I wanted to do an episode that really built off that comment. So here we are. Now, I'm sure a lot of people know what a frenemy is. In case you don't know, the word frenemy is a portmanteau of the words friend and enemy, and it refers to a person with whom one is friendly despite a fundamental dislike or rivalry. So that person combines the characteristics of a friend and an enemy. A frenemy is somebody who, to all purposes and intents, that person is your friend, When anyone looks at you two, you guys are BFFs, but fundamentally that person not be your friend. You know what I mean? They have some attitudes about them that you just know that this person doesn't have your best interest at heart. Get it? And a frenemy comes in various forms. They are in various categories based on their behavior. You have a one-sided frenemy that is one who, who is constantly only about themselves. They never think to wonder about you. They never think to uh, ask about you. All they ever want you for is when they need you for something. They have no interest in your life beside what you can do for them. And then there's an unfiltered or undermining frenemy. Now, this type of frenemy is the one that insults your friend by saying it's a joke. You know, that kind of thing that will talk about your weight or your buddy or... Or something that they know that you might be insecure about, they talk about it in a sarcastic manner. A good friend never does that. A real friend will lift you up. Where you're feeling down, they will tell you, okay, if you feel somewhere, some way about something, you should work on it. And there's a way to present that without it coming off mean. Um, there is the over-involved frenemy. Now, this type is the one who gets involved in the friend's life without any sense of boundaries they do. They talk about inappropriate things. They might say stuff to your partner or family or other friends about you. They talk about you behind your back, basically, and it can be annoying and irritating. But you don't really know how to, you know, tell them to back off. And then there's the competitive frenemy. Now, this one you can find in school or at work, um, is somebody who you relate with, your colleagues and stuff like that. But you guys seem like your partners, and you you really partners in progress, so to speak. But For real, for real, that person is gunning for your job or position or popularity, whatever it is. And then there is the one who is an ambivalent frenemy. That's the one that um, has both positive and negative qualities. They can be helpful and polite in one minute, and they can also be selfish and competitive in another minute, which is basically the embodiment of all frenemies. There's the jealous one. And there is the unsure frenemy, one whom you're not entirely sure where you stand with them. Like, you just, you think this person is your friend, but like, you're not really sure, okay? Because sometimes you just hear something that they said. Um, Is it just friends? Is it just business? What is our relationship? You're not entirely sure. And then there's the passive aggressive one, which is basically the same as the um, unfiltered or undermining frenemy. That's the one who, you know, pretends to lift you up or doesn't even believe in your abilities or anything that you're doing. They don't think of it as something that's important to uh, celebrate or congratulate you for. We'll get into all of that. But yeah, those are basically the types of frenemies that exist and the ways to spot them. Because I know that I'm, as I'm saying this, you're thinking of somebody like you're immediately latching onto a person that you know who may qualify as your frenemy. As time goes on, it occurs to you that this friend talks about you behind your back. already said that. Somebody who is constantly asking favors never has your interest at heart, never cares to know what's going on with you. Their issues or needs outweigh yours. Think of it like an emotional joint account, so to speak, where both of you are supposed to deposit into. And you're the only one who is doing the deposits. And constantly, all this person ever does is withdraw. Always. They never put in. All they do is take. So, I mean, after a while, you'll be empty now, it. So yeah, that's the kind of person that you would realize is a frenemy. One that only wants to talk about themselves. One that is not happy about your achievements. Like, sometimes they can't even fake to be happy for you. They pretend like they don't know that you're doing stuff. They pretend like they didn't see it. And then you're the one who has to call their attention to it. And they'll be like, oh, I didn't know. Wow, congratulations. Very facetiously, very superficial uh, friendship. Somebody who is passive aggressive, already said that, who makes cruel criticisms that is disguised as helpful feedback, already mentioned that, um, is somebody who you shouldn't really call your friend, Um, who makes hurtful jokes, and a friendship that makes you feel bad. Now, as usual, most, um, of the episodes always come from a personal place and from conversations that I have with people, friends, and even acquaintances. I was talking to somebody and he started to tell me about his, um, life and, uh, his friendships and stuff and talking about his really, really good friend and how, um, all of a sudden he realized that this person has been the antagonist of his life, so to speak, he can trace a lot of the misfortunes that he has suffered back to this particular person, even in his personal life. Um, he will go behind his back to talk to his, his girlfriends. He will go behind his back to talk to his bosses when he where he works. And then you just see that, okay, this relationship or business partnership that was flourishing all of a sudden, you know, has died. And he's always the first person he calls like, yo, look, oh, this is no work again. And the guy would be all sympathetic. Meanwhile, it was him all along. It took him almost a decade to realize. And I was asking him, okay, so when you found out, what did you do? And he was like, nothing. He just did nothing. He just decided to keep it on the low and pretend like he didn't know. The only thing he did, the main thing that he did was to uh, put a cap, basically, immediate blackout on his personal life so this guy was not privy to any information about him anymore and you know what I totally agree because wow and like I was saying it came from a personal place as well because only just last year like late last year did it occur to me that the people that I thought were my friends um were not really my friends anymore and that they did not serve any purpose they were of no value to my present self in fact they only made me feel some type of way and the only reason I started to feel that way was when I saw that I was constantly you know my my friendship circle is very very small and so I've held these friendships for as long as I can remember and I have ridden for them I've always been there for them as often as I could whenever they needed me but then I realized that because we're not in the same place okay and this is not a criticism of friendships that are divergent or divergent. sometimes the people that you are friends with in the past or, you know, not too distant past do not serve your present self. Now that's not to say that you cannot still consolidate them into your friendship circle, but they may not be as forefront as they used to be before. So now you're looking for people who share your present passions, your present interests, or are in the same sphere or space mentally with you. A lot of women tend to have that issue as well. When you're a single woman and you have married friends, you um, realize that, oh, you were both single and then one becomes married. You would even find women whose husbands would say, "You just stop hanging out with this person." And it's possible that you were the one they came to meet when they were toasting you. You know that kind of thing. Like all of a sudden, you're now you know the enemy, and um, there's this divide, this single versus married situation. That- We will probably do a full episode on that as well. Um, But yeah, there's that that comes into play as well. They start to have kids and you, the thing you're nurturing mostly is your career and other parts, other aspects of your life. But those don't seem to matter to these, your friends. Sometimes um, they don't seem like achievements to them because wait, you got a promotion at work uh or you, you clinched a new deal or you are on a new campaign or something. New, a new journey of your career, of your life, spiritually, whatever. They don't see those things as something to uh, uplift you about because it's not like you got married or you had a kid. Um, so there's that whole, that starts to brew some sort of tension that it would not take long before it snaps. Um, so yeah, I've had conversations with people where best of friends would suddenly not become compatible with each other because one of them is married now and the other isn't. Even with guys, shockingly enough. Now, what do you do when you recognize that somebody does not have your best interest at that? Of course, you should realize what type of frenemy you're dealing with. The antidote is different depending on the person, if that makes any sense. If the person is not knowingly being a frenemy, you just don't share the same values anymore. How do you deal with that? What is the thing to do to either bring them back to the fold? Do you cut them off? And a lot of experts actually advise against cutting off uh, frenemies. They say, keep your enemies closer. But I don't know if I completely agree. You know, when I think about it, I personally, if I feel like a friendship doesn't serve me anymore, especially when it's insidious in nature, when you know that this person um, really, really doesn't you know, send you again, I believe that you should cut them off. That's just um, my own thoughts on it. So when, when I think about it, there's, it's, it's difficult for a lot of people when you think about cutting somebody off because there's something called the sunk cost fallacy. Now, this is where you think about the time and effort, everything that you have invested into the friendship, the history that you've shared and thinking about cutting them off is unfathomable to you. And as you grow older, your circle go, grows smaller. It's harder to make new friends. Um... The friends that you have from like secondary school, from university, those are your friends for life for a lot of people. So people are lucky. They can meet friends in their thirties. They can meet friends when they turn 40 and they become really firm, really good friends. Um, So we always put an emphasis. There's this premium that is placed on the longevity of a friendship that if the friendship did not last two decades, then it's not real. I don't believe that. I am so lucky that I have met a couple of really great women over the past couple of years, maybe two, three years that I feel like they are firm friends of mine. But at the same time, there are friends that you just know this person will send you. So you need to know how to strike the balance because not all frenemies get um, treated or sorted (laughs) the same. So we're going to go on a quick break. And when we come back, we will be talking about how to deal with your frenemy. Stick around and don't go anywhere. Hey there are you looking for a professional pocket friendly cleaning service in Abuja then let me be a friend and tell you about action Styles professional cleaning service action Styles professional cleaning service is a green cleaning alternative for residential and commercial spaces which specializes in deep cleaning using eco-friendly standards their services include janitorial fumigation Deep and steam cleaning, moving cleanings, as well as post-construction cleanings. Action Style's professional cleaning service guarantees 100% satisfaction at upfront and affordable prices. With five-star reviews on Buildings and More website, Action Style's professional cleaning service is your surefire bet to get in great value for your money. So what are you waiting for? Reach out today and don't be friend of me. Tell everyone about them. For information and inquiries, visit their website at www.actionstylescleaners.com.ng or call their number on 080 404 or follow them at Action Styles Cleaners on Instagram to watch them clean live. Links and addresses are on the episode notes of your listening platform right now. Action Styles Professional Cleaning Services Cleaning is our profession. We're back. It's still the Stand Edition Podcast. I'm still Muna. We have been talking about frenemies. We've been talking about recognizing a frenemy. We've been talking about um, knowing the type of frenemy that you have. And now I want to talk about the tips and tricks on how to deal with one. According to a lot of experts, they believe that um, you shouldn't entirely cut off a frenemy. You can put a stop to the existing friendship and upcycle it to a new type of friendship or acquaintanceship if you will that does not involve them being very privy to your personal details anymore especially when you're dealing with one who is sarcastic about things about you or somebody who talks about you behind your back to people and where you share a friendship group it becomes hard to, to know how to cut them off because yeah, you are not talking to them anymore, but the rest of your friends still are. And so you, you now start feeling, oh, these friends are not real friends because they would have helped me to cut her off or him off too. So that's the thing I feel is the rationale behind not entirely cutting off a friendship um, that is not serving its purpose anymore, but repurposing it to a new type of friendship where you put a cap on what you share with them you're not as close as you used to be you just realize that not everything needs to be shared with everyone and so one of the things that i would say is to evaluate the friendship what is the value of this friendship to me does it serve me does it spark joy and sometimes if the toxicity is too much i personally like i said earlier would say you should cut them off completely just go no contact cold turkey But at the same time, you also have to realize that there will be blowback from that and you should be ready for that as well. But in the instance where you want to see if it's salvageable, you should talk to them and see where you are and hope that they see where you're coming from because not everybody likes to hear criticism about themselves. Not everybody's able to take it and then it it will devolve into something that you didn't even intend for it to be. When you're saying, oh, I don't like that you said this about me to someone and then he's like, oh, I can't believe you're upset about that, which is basically gaslighting you. So it's important that you gauge the friend that you want to talk to and see if talking to them about how you feel will not be uh, a futile endeavor. So when you're able to do that and you see how you can forge ahead in a more honest place, if you're lucky to have a friend who understands the ways that. Their actions have hurt you and then you'll be better off for it in the case where it doesn't work or you don't want to cut them off and you don't want to do this conversation. The thing that you should not do is to vent about them with other friends, if that makes sense, because you're so frustrated about their actions and you don't want to confront them. So now you're telling other friends who happen to know these people or this person. So you see, it, it will get back to them. And then you're basically the same as them because you've spoken about them behind their back. If you decide that you're going to go the cold route, the best thing to do is to not talk about them to anyone, not complain about them to anyone. Just, you know, keep your cool and keep your friends and your frenemies separate. Okay. This is really important. Keep them as separate as you can. You're operating church and state now, so they should not cross paths. Because the friends that you are telling intimate details about yourself, you're not telling your frenemy anymore. And if they converge, it's going to be trouble for you. Um, Also maintain boundaries. Set and maintain boundaries. That is very, very important. A lot of people say, oh, she's my friend or he's my friend. There are no boundaries. Even with family, you have to set boundaries because people tend to take advantage when you don't. Everyone needs boundaries. Um, And it's important to just have that at the back of your mind, and it will portray in your actions. Okay, I was talking about the male friend who said he had a bad friend who was going to his partners to tell them about him. That's a boundary crossed. So, because I have introduced you to the loved ones that I, I have, you now feel you now have this impetus to go to them and about me behind my back, or they even just ask for favors from someone that is close to you without talking to you about it first. And you know that you met this person through them. You know, it's, it's ridiculous, the kind of audacity that a lot of people have. So you do need to set and maintain boundaries. Honestly, I would always go for cutting toxic people off. But where you can't do that, employ other methods of keeping the aspects of your life that you do not want to share with them away from them. Okay, I feel like people don't know how to paint on the ground. You need everybody to know what you're planning even before the plan has come to fruition. Just move silent, okay? When the thing has happened that no one can reverse it and no bad juju can come into it, no, you know, because the universe has a way of making things work or not work for you. You put it out there, and then there's just people with bad energy. It's not even about, you know, like spiritual attack or jazz now, it's just people's energy or aura about you can change something for you. I truly believe that it happens a lot of the time. So it's good to move silent. Anything that you're planning to do, as long as it hasn't been clinched yet, that deal has not clinched yet. That move has not, it's not set yet. It's still in the talking stages, beginning stages. Always keep it close to vest, even with, you know, People that you think, oh, they're my friends, they're my friends. As far as you're not able to identify who your true friends are, keep things close to vest. But then there's also that argument for, okay, so if you continue to keep things close to vest, like, don't you? You should share. That's true. Human and we're all fallible. Choose your friends wisely, I think is the best thing to do. Um, And when you do that, if you're lucky, because you can have a friendship for 20 years, 30 years, and then it will just devolve into chaos at the end of it. So as we grow older, we learn more, we become, you know, wiser, hopefully better for it. And yeah, that's, that's basically it. It's not an easy thing to process to know that the person that you've shared so much of your life with and your hopes and dreams and aspirations with suddenly is not in the same place as you, they don't hold space for you anymore, but that's life and it's time to move on. I hope that these few tips and tricks of mine would help you in the further ends of your friendships going forward. I wanted to keep this as sharp sharp possible. I hope that we have achieved that because we have come to the end of this episode. Thank you all for sticking with me in this quick banter. I believe that we've not really scratched the surface of this whole talk. And I really, really, really want to hear what your thoughts are on the issue of frenemies. And we probably will do a part two. This time we will banter with other people to hear their perspectives on it because you know you can't just take my word for gospel so please send me your messages on whatsapp wherever let me know what your thoughts are on frenemies how to identify them and if you have ever had one what did you do about it this episode was sponsored by action styles professional cleaning service they are a green cleaning alternative for residential and commercial spaces be sure to reach out to them on Their websites, their phone numbers, everything is linked on whatever platform you're listening from right now so you can get to them. Just tell them that you got to know about them from the Standard Issue Podcast and you get that TSIP discount, okay? Your feedback is important as always. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. We are at the Standard Issue Podcast and at the Standard Issue Pod on Twitter Um, so you can drop your comments. We have a WhatsApp group chat. It's also linked. Be sure to like us there as well and subscribe so that you get, you know, notifications whenever we drop a new episode. As usual, I have linked all the sexual assault referral centers resources on sexual assault and gender-based violence. So you can get to know about them, read up on them, donate if you can. Um, and yeah, that's it. It's done. This has been the Standard Issue Podcast. I have been Muna. Take care, everyone. Peace.